Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler as we are every day, getting you through your lunch hour and proud to do it. Uh, we were talking about Trev Alberts. He had a little press conference today where he talked about a variety of things. Uh, mainly, if, uh, if you're like me and you concern yourself with the sellout streak, he said that's on a week-to-week basis. Rook, yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You're, you're, you're a struggling program. You have been for multiple years, and it's, it's hard to get people to show up and watch – something that hasn't been the greatest of products for for multiple years i mean you've you've got you're breathing new life into it with interim coach mickey joseph and some of the changes that he's been making but is it going to be enough to save the sales streak you'll find out you know week to week if you if you win against indiana probably the next home game you'll be you'll be good and then if you win that one maybe the next one but if you lose that one who knows about the next week i I mean you know it, it makes sense to to consider the sellout streak week to week and maybe they do go with another red carpet experience yeah and i hope they do again it's just it's phenomenal to me how how different this is viewed from some people to you it's not that big of a deal to me i'm thinking like this is the end of nebraska football this is the (laughs) last thing that you have that connects you to the the glory years but some people would rather say scrap the glory years you got to start building up now um, and uh, so we got some different responses off the text line. John and Cortland said, "When ticket prices, uh, when the ticket price is incredibly expensive and the product is not good, discretionary dollars are spent elsewhere." Economics one hundred and one, kind of what you were saying there. Um, Chase B says, "The only numbers in the stadium we should care about are the years we won national titles and hope to add to it." Uh, I would say we should care about conference championships. You've got your conference championships, your national titles, your not retired numbers you like the academic all-americans the leading the nation hey that's up there i think there's a lot of numbers you should be proud of not just the championships but i understand the sentiment yeah to get back to that there's a lot of numbers in that stadium yeah and everybody only focuses on one (laughs) darn sellout streak sellout streak james says let the streak go and move on so a lot of different opinions there uh again to me i think it's really cool to be connected to the 60s because there is no other way that i'm really connected to the 60s it is cool Uh, it is really cool and it's really awesome and it's 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 cool to say that you have a solid streak that goes back that far and that you have a fan base that is so dedicated that they will show up through thick and thin through losing seasons and winning seasons but to make that to, to to build your identity upon it is is something that maybe you need to you know well, back up a little bit. It's not that the identity was built upon that. That was part of that was like when Nebraska was winning. That was like a cool uh, you know feature. Like hey, we're part of yeah, it. Yeah, it was also a but, thing. But really, Tom Osborne and, and these guys are, are the part of these first round draft picks. And, and the, yeah, but now that it's it was like all a the, secondary thing. All that other stuff's been taken away. It's the only thing you got. It's all you got. <laughs> so I guess yeah. your identity might shift there. But I like it because it does highlight Nebraska. And, and because sometimes when you say this, and I think people around the nation say, hey, my local fan club is the best fan club in the nation and mm-hmm. get people going. When I say that, I'm not just trying to get you guys riled up and to like me. I'm saying it because I believe it. Nebraska football probably has the strongest, at least in college sports, the, cr- the strongest fan base. Mm-hmm. 
especially considering you know the population uh you know and all that stuff that they have to go against it it, it really is incredible and to that point uh playfly sports is the next multimedia rights deal that nebraska has lined up uh trev Alberts sa- said today um it will start it should start next week run through the year 2038 It'll be worth about $20 million per year, $300 million total. So Nebraska, uh, making up a little bit from the uh, the Bill Moose idea to bring it in-house. And uh, and making a lot of money, which maybe changes their idea about you know what they're what they had been doing going into the <laughs> season. I don't know if something changed there or not. That's what I I just find incredible is because I kind of thought this season was about the buyout. Maybe the season was truly about belief in Scott Frost turning it around. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I if I'm the idiot for thinking it was about the bite or if they're the idiot for thinking that Scott Frost was going to truly turn <laughs> it around because I just kind of felt like I was somewhere in the middle there. Maybe um, you think you put somebody's feet to the fire, they might change a little bit. I did, the whole idea just didn't make any sense to me. It Take, really didn't. You had the guy that w- like he got his job by play calling with his offense, and then you take him out of it. You know. There's been rumblings and now reports about kind of the the, the the behind the scenes stuff that was going on. I knew without knowing that stuff, and yes, not the whole media knew everything and wrote it down. We didn't get together and have a meeting, <laughs> so I wasn't informed of all the Scott Frost stuff. Everybody hears rumblings, but you don't you don't report rumblings. You don't know whether to believe rumblings, yeah, because I hear that about everybody. But in any case, you get your facts straight. Sometimes right. you can't get your facts straight. In any case, it didn't seem like he was a CEO from the outside. If any of that stuff was true from beyond the, it you definitely know, was not. Then he was not a CEO type. It just didn't make sense to me, and that's why I thought this year was about the buy. Out. But apparently, maybe it was about actually believing that Scott Frost. Like, I just don't understand. Like, sixteen and thirty-one, you got to do something. He was fifteen and twenty-nine. That's the same win percentage. <laughs> oh, Georgia Southern. That's that's where I. T- that's where you stop it. Fifteen and twenty-nine is not enough. Stop. But sixteen and thirty-one is where you will put your foot down. It was it was people looking at the schedule and like I told everybody before I don't care about the schedule because you still haven't beaten any of those Big Ten West opponents and you're right. still playing all of them every single year and they still haven't they're one and three <laughs> and they haven't played anybody except for Northwestern yet I truly they still have to play I truly teams. believe it might have been a mixture of both where it was it was the buyout and getting it cut in half but at the same time it was you put his feet to the fire you're like look this this is going to be it you either turn it around now or you're you're going to be done and. I they were not expecting a one and two one and three start, so it kind of accelerated things with 600 yards given up to Georgia Southern in their first year under Clay Helton. But you do realize that everybody else expected your one and three start. Like the, Scott Frost was literally on the top of the list of this guy's going to get fired going into the season faster than everybody else, and then it yeah. plays out and you act surprised. I don't think they were expecting I, the one and three. I don't think everybody was expecting that. I think people were expecting you know maybe a loss to Northwestern because you know Pat Fitzgerald is a really good coach, but expecting them to lose to North Dakota and Georgia Southern. I don't think anybody was expecting that. Not even though not even the biggest Frost hater was expecting them to lose to North Dakota or Georgia Southern. Well, they didn't lose to North Dakota, but it was a closer game. I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's not like it – I wasn't flabbergasted. I wasn't blown off the face of the earth that they lost to Georgia Southern. They'd lost to Troy. I was flabbergasted in the way that they lost. Um, them losing to Georgia Southern, like, I mean – not not completely surprising because of everything that's been going on the last four years, but it was still surprising to see Nebraska fall to a Sun Belt opponent that isn't top of the Sun Belt and to give up 600 yards in the process. I'm just upset because I don't think that this year was given a fair shake. I understand that they put some pieces in place. They're giving 
you know, they're giving different guys opportunities to step in for Scott Frost, like, and you know, and Eric Shenander, and I, I can appreciate that, and I have some hope with it moving forward. But to me, this year was, it, I mean, you really either had to believe in it, um, which is, maybe tells me something about you to begin with, uh, or it was about the sellout or about the buyout money, and it clearly wasn't about the buyout money. Maybe it was somewhere lost along those lines. Was mm-hmm. it started about that way, and then by the time you got there, oh, we got all this money coming in now, and that kind of changes the perspective. That's what I'm hoping for because I just I this is going to be six straight years in all likelihood that Nebraska doesn't make a bowl game. Yeah, I mean you and 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 some people would say, well. He had to let Scott Frost fire himself. No, he didn't. Scott Frost fired himself at three and nine, at fifteen and twenty nine. Yeah, there's going to be Scott Frost supporters. You might have seen it, you know, at a, at a stand in, in Lincoln. <laughs> there were still Scott Frost supporters, even at sixteen and thirty one, with what started. Very but strange. most of those people are people that are Nebraska people. They will support Nebraska through and through till the next coach comes in, and then they'll support that guy. So. I just I, I'm a little bit upset by the by the way the whole thing was handled. Maybe Trev felt like he needed to, to maybe send out you know get a better grip on uh, some of the the prospects that mm-hmm. were out there. Again, then you then maybe the, the the blame shifts from Trev to the decisions to bring in an AD that wasn't ready. I mean, when you bring an AD, that's usually means there's going to be a change mm-hmm. at head coach. It might have been worries about the coaching market at the time. Maybe you didn't think maybe. that you could get anybody worth their salt or anybody that you were truly looking to get in in that amount of time during that during that coaching search season coaching carousel season with a with a new ad so i I, that could be a part of it and i still believe the the buyout again they weren't expecting uh one win going into the bye week i mean at worst probably two and two maybe the two wins over the, the 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 uh FCS and the and the group of five opponent and then a loss to Northwestern and a loss to Oklahoma going into the bye week and then kind of seeing where you're at after Indiana and then possibly letting him go regardless of the result but the, I, like I said man that the loss to Georgia Southern it just that was the final straw and I understand that some people were expecting it some people weren't surprised by it but just the fact that you got passed all over run all over by a first year head coach and it, not you know first year at Georgia Southern first year under in, in an air raid offense after switching from a triple option for all of those players like that was it that you couldn't go on with that well to me it might have been enough to just have three coordinators in five years <laughs> three offensive coordinators in five years and you're shifting the blame everywhere uh, it's, it's whatever it, it's it's happening now and I still think that they can get on the right track I just feel like I feel like the move should have been made, but... I don't disagree. But that is what it is. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll break down a little bit more what Trev had to say because they are going to get a little bit of help from the outside, and we know who those people are now, the search committee that uh, that Nebraska is going with. We'll, do, we'll tell you who that is coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler. 